Hello listeners, Dan here from A Bit Spursy. If you would like to watch this episode, please head to youtube.com forward slash at A Bit Spursy. We'll also have all the links up on our website as well at abitspursy.com. Tottenham topple the champions on day one. Hello, a bit Spursy listener. Look at this. We're in two different places, yet we are together. What is this magic? What are they doing? They're using the internet. If you've heard of it, that's great. If you haven't, oh, I can't explain it now. I'm here, of course, with uh, the man himself, Dan. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I really like. I, I was in the middle of that, and I was like, "Why? Why does it sound like I'm hosting a a podcast when it's not? That's not the case." And I, then I was like, "How do I pull out?" And I couldn't. So yeah, there we are. Yeah, no, I felt very much like a guest, and I was just like, "All right, mm. cool." But I'll respond in that manner. <laughs> that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. This is my podcast. Yeah, um, you know, I wasn't on it last week, but whatever. Uh, I don't care. No, look, but it's a return. It's a fabled return, Barney. And yeah, uh, I was hoping that, you know, you were going to come back into the fold after a beautiful mm. win for us to discuss. Mm. Uh, mm. The, that didn't quite happen, though. But No, no, it didn't. But, you know, should we should we get into the game? I feel like yeah, it's, uh, you know, we were messaging uh, throughout the game a little bit, mm. so sort of sharing our emotions there. Uh, but maybe maybe we'll just start with how did you feel going into the game, seeing the lineup and seeing that it was uh, I don't know, let's just say somewhat attacking. I was like hell yeah, that was my re- my reaction to seeing it was like fantastic. Live by the sword, die by the sword. Let the sword just ruin me. Um, as long as the sword is present, that's what I thought. Yeah, even if it's stabbing you multiple times, that's fine. Yep. I'd That's rather right. be living with the sword than without it. <laughs> There's a lot of honor in that. Thank you. And I feel like a, a lot more honor than uh, Maddie Cash. And I'm diving straight into it, but I feel like this mm. has been brewing inside of me for the last few days since the game that mm. I'm just getting more and more irritated by Maddie Cash. Like, usually we have games and something happens, and then afterwards, you know, you have a day and it like you calm down and it's all fine. Mm. But now I feel like. I'm just getting more and more hatred for the guy. I agree. I agree. Um, when it happened, I felt so angry when he tackled Bendiker. And when you said, um, let's talk about the game, in my head, the only thing that was like present was Matty Cash, the roast of Matty Cash. I yeah. hate him. I hate him. But also we better make it clear it's not it's not like a pleasurable roast where it's like we're just no. we're giving him shit, but we actually really love him and it's no. all for fun. It's roast because it's like it's pure uh, like hatred at this point. Mm. Yeah, I, I there's no like sort of like <laughs> that's all the it's just the fun of the the podcast. You know, you have a bit of a crazy opinion, and that's it's the media. You know, it's no don't take it personally. No, do take this personally, Matty Cash. If you were to ever find this episode, um, I wish that you had never been born. I wish, like, that's the FA's punishment for him. Like, it, they're not going to obviously do anything, but if they were to, they're like, well, all right, Maddie, we've uh, we decided we're not going to give you any games, but you have to go and watch just endlessly for the next two weeks Spurs fan podcasts 
talking about you at length. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just can't. So you know how uh, when Romero was sent off and part of the commentary around that, the punditry was like, well, you've got to take the reputation into account. Mm-hmm. Right. Where was that with Matty Cash? Where was that? He's what seriously injured another one of our players, but apparently no. No, but he's a nice lad, Barney. He's a nice lad. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that's what even I've heard critics like pundits saying of him. They're like, "Well, Matty Cash, like, you know, he's a nice boy. He's a nice boy." But you know, that was a bit late. And then it's such contrast to Romero, where it's like, throw him in jail. He is a mm. menace to society. He's dangerous. Mm-hmm. He's going to injure mm-hmm. like everyone, their families, their children. He's, you just can't trust him at all. Like, and to me, what like really frustrates me the most about this whole thing is Matty Cash. You see him. He's nowhere near the ball. His eyes no. are purely on Benton Kerr. Yeah. And like you said, this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, and like compared to Romero, clearing the ball, short, reckless, record, whatever, like, I still don't think it's a record, but a lot of people do. I'm fine with that. Mm. But to have, like, to be sent off and then miss an extra three games versus Matty Cash, who just gets a yellow and then uh, gets taken off at half time, gets an early bath. Uh, like, the disparity between the punishments here just seems absolutely ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It's so, I mean, that's what's been said, I guess, all season that it's been inconsistent. But that was just especially, you know, at that point in the game for us and, and what followed with the sort of dip in our, the quality of our play, it was so integral to what happened. He he just got away with injuring a player who no longer could continue. And sure, then he comes off because, oh, you know, he's got a yellow card. Like, whatever. I just can't believe he got away with it. I cannot believe that you know with the whole var like is this actually uh a red like let's uh let's look at this do we upgrade it that like what what yeah it's um yeah it's it's really it's really quite disheartening uh i think as well because there was also the the hit the elbow on hill um yeah at the start of the game And I saw afterwards, I've got the quotes here from uh, Dermot Gallagher. I think there's, Mm. my understanding is there's a a Sky Sports show called Ref Watch or a segment or something like that, where they've basically got former refs standing around and making excuses as to why refs don't punish things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And Dermot said, basically, the VAR was working, that the feed was going to Stockley Park. So the VR mm. can see everything, but then they couldn't relay the feed back into the ground for the first 10 minutes. So they couldn't ask a ref uh, to go and maybe check their decision on a monitor or something like that. Um, but then the Dermot says, the referee is there to referee the game. The VAR is a backup. It is not there to referee the game. Every other instance I see, VAR is getting involved and sticking its grubby little hands on everything. Uh, like with Romero and going like, oh, hang on, I better go back and check absolutely every last second of the for previous five minutes to see if there was an infringement. And here you have, it's like, well, it's not there to ref the game. It's, it's just there as a backup as support. Uh, it just seems so wildly inconsistent. It's ridiculous. I cannot believe that was said. Oh, it's just there. It's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's an assistant. Yeah, that's the title. Great. Cool. Nice one. You know what the title is. But 
the impact that it has is so far beyond that of it. It's not a suggestion. It doesn't go, um, hey, Michael Oliver, just suggesting um, that that maybe should be a red card. It's like, you need to go to the monitor and look at this, which is so loaded. It's like, you know, how often does, uh, and this gets said all the time, does a ref go and watch something on the monitor and then turn around and go, no. Nah. It's like, it's not, it's not, it, it's like a, a supervisor, if anything. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, if the supervisor is good in any role outside of, you know, being a ref or whatever you're doing, it assists the quality of whatever it's supervising. And that's not the case. Like it, I don't want to get too tinfoil hat, but like the suffering post that Liverpool game with, in terms of like our decisions, what we've got has been like just deranged. Yeah. And I feel like we're warranting going tinfoil hat now because yeah. uh, it, it has been really bizarre. It's like, sure. We got away with one in, in Liverpool game. Okay. We'll accept that. But then it's mm-hmm. like, we're repeatedly not getting away with things or more so we're getting like having fouls committed against us. Also in the Wolves game, like Dawson on, on Sonny, um, like when he grabs him around the neck, then smacks him down in the face for good measure. Yeah. Uh, it's like nothing now seems to be checked. And then we, whenever anything is checked, we just get rubbish excuses. Like I think, again, Dermot said about the hill elbow. That's like, oh, this is just sometimes what happens when you have like a tall player and then a smaller player. Uh, and we checked it, but we felt there was no offense. And you're like, what? Like, why is it suddenly there's like this whole set of rules that come in now? Um, mm. But then... Like, again, with the Romero incident, it was like painting him out like such a villain, so evil with everything else. And it's like, it really does seem that sometimes VR is looking for excuses to give something. And then other times mm. it's almost like it, you really have to go 150% past the line for the decision to actually be called. Yeah. Yeah. It's bizarre. And I am so much on the the page of going back to just not having it. Like, I don't see the point. It's so infuriating. It slows the game down. You know, if you're, you know, wanting to encourage refs to let the play flow, give advantage, you know, not call back borderline fouls and sort of like encourage this free-flowing game where you are encouraging the like exciting thing. And I say exciting thing in terms of um, TV deal executives being like, we want more goals because that's what people like. VAR is the exact opposite of that. Like it, it is the opposite. I would much rather suffer because of on-field referee decisions and because then there is sort of a point where, and I've said this before on this podcast, but where I can, I can be furious at the ref, whoever they are, but it kind of ends there. It's like, well, they got it wrong. Like, that's it. There's nothing else I can do. But this extra VAR thing adds this, like, it should be so much better than it is, but it's not. Like, it is, it's reducing the quality of, of what I'm watching, I guess. Like, it, it's following, it's sticking to rules when, with outside of the context of the game or ignoring other rules because of an unknown reason it sucks yeah 
And I think to, to add to what you said there, like the, the thing that's really frustrating about it is that it's not cut and dry. So it's not like we go to VAR and then we're like, oh, okay, we see that decision now. Clearly that's going to be a red. Um, there mm. is still the interpretation of the, of the video assistant referee. It's just the interpretation of another human somewhere else completely removed from the game. And so we're not getting those decisions. Like, I feel like if we were going to the VAR and every decision was completely accurate and the same week to week, you'd be like, mm. okay, fine. Like, right, it's it's more like a science here. Great. But it feels like it's not. It's still the interpretation which is happening. We also have, like, the, the stamp on Decky in the... Yeah. That could have been a penalty. But, like, other weeks that's given us something. This week, no. We, oh, we didn't feel it's enough to, to overrule or mm. give that. And it just feels like now, I don't know, it feels like certain teams are able to maybe set up in a manner that plays into the VAR's hands a little bit. So like Aston Villa, for example, playing a very high line and a, a well-drilled offside trap. And like, I think we give them credit for like, they obviously, uh, they execute that really well. But mm. you'd think if we didn't have VAR, I feel like at least one or two of our offside goals would have been given. Um, mm. This is not just to say we would have benefited from offside goals, so let's just get rid of it. But it seems now it's like defences, if you do get trained in that, that's one area of the game where you can go, well, here's a cut and dry scenario that if we do catch them offside, it'll be picked up and it'll, mm. because they draw the lines, it's usually the most cut and dry sort of system. But then there are still mm. other elements of the game where it's like you can tackle hard, you can try and take out some of our creative players and there's not that, uh, it's not like we can't play openly and freely going like, well, if we get hacked, we know that VAR are going to, they're going to crack down mm. on it. It's like, we have to go, well, we get hacked, but we might still not get the calls when it does go to VAR. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's so correct. I mean, the, with the VAR, like, uh, the offside, even then I'm still baffled as to like what, is sometimes if it's really close, I'm like, I don't know because I don't know what is being counted as, uh, and it, what it's meant to be shoulders, head, obviously legs. Like, is that the system? But sometimes I'm like, well, it seems insane to me that say, if your shoulder is ahead of the last defender, but your legs are not, like, how often are we seeing players shoulder balls? Yeah, uh, totally. You're right. And, and yeah, and it's like, if the argument is, well, whatever part of your body uh, is offside, that should be given. So it's like, what if a player turns around and they just stick their ass out and that is like mm. offside, but then they like make a turn around, make a sharp run, get through. Like, there's mm. a lot more work to do in that than there is of just like standing around in the six hour box. And it just yeah. feels like, yeah, there's no. Uh, there's no freedom around that side of it. And like, personally, mm. I would rather encourage attacking goals and attacking play. And even if we can see goals from this happening, but I, I don't like if, if a shoulder is offside, um, but the majority of their body is back, I don't think that's offside. Like, and even if we can mm. see goals in that, I'm happy to concede that because it's like mm. what I don't remember pre VAR coming away from games all the time being like, oh, another offside goal. If only there was a system to to get rid mm. of this. But like now every time game stops, and especially if we're playing in a way where like we're, we're really going at teams at the start of games and we're putting so much pressure on them initially, 
like that pause of, you know, two, three minutes to stop and check a decision that can really start affecting the momentum and give the other team a, a chance to sort of regroup and resettle. And I, I just, mm. I don't like it. Like I know we said at the start, like we won't, we won't go all the way in VR, but like, it's, it's just, uh, it's just so frustrating that like this constantly seems to overshadow, uh, us now that we're a team trying to play good attacking football. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I can think back to the Leicester season where Son got called offside and it was so marginal and arguably maybe was onside. My feelings towards that at the time were like, that's bullshit. He was onside. But also it's like, well, it goes as far as the line's been calling it. There's nothing else that can be done. So I can kind of accept it versus... Now, like any time they check offside, I'm still like, I don't know how accurately this is being measured. Like I, it seems like there's so many uh, factors that go into like whether someone's on or off and what the camera angle is and where they draw the lines and how thick the line is and all this kind of stuff where I'm like, I, is it? Like, is it? Or are you just overruling something? with a flawed system and then therefore it's pointless. It's kind of like, it reminds me of like, if I had said to you like, Dan, do you want to go for a bike ride? And you were like, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's go for a bike ride. And I was like, I've invented these new bikes. This is where say we're in the 1800s. Right. Yeah, okay. And you're like, okay, sure. And I'm like, I'll bring them around. And then I roll up with a penny farthing and I'm like, these are, look at these new stylish bikes. And you're like, this makes everything so much harder. I don't get why we're using this. Yeah. And I'm like, get on board. It's new. That's the same as VR. Like, how am I supposed <laughs> to get like, up there? That's, that's yeah, the first exactly. question I've got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took me hours. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't get it. No, no, I, I feel you on that as well. Um, the, the other thing about the offsides with it all is, like, the linesmen are just petrified to call anything. Mm-hmm. as well. So they just wait till the end of the play, whether that's a goal or not. And then they're like, oh, yeah, yep. It's like the person who's just like, I knew that was off. Yep. I knew that was off. It's <laughs> like they wait till the end of it all happening. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just like, that's another huge frustration there because you could get so much, your play could get injured. You could yeah. uh, have whatever, but like, just call the offside if it's hot. Like with linesmen now have no responsibility mm. with that either. Well, imagine, you know, and this gets brought up by the commentators, but if you're a linesman, you're like offside, but I don't call it until the end of the phase of play. And then someone gets a really serious injury. Like, can they then sue you? Like, can they be like, well. <laughs> I feel like if this was the MLS, that would be the option that they could go Oh, with. absolutely. They're like, well, I'm pretty sure in the, sue you now. yeah. In the MLS, I think with anything, you can just sue. Um, that's what I've heard. I don't know. I love five minutes into the game. It's like, well, we're going to have to stop here because, uh, yep, uh, the Messi is suing everyone right now. <laughs> so let's reconvene this game in about 18 months. Yep. Um, yeah. They actually haven't finished a single game in MLS history. They're just Ever. all picking up the games and stopping due to them being sued and, mm-hmm. and caught up in litigation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what I've heard. I don't know if it's true, but that is what I've heard. Allegedly. Rumours. Mm. Rumours. From Caroline Stepko. <laughs> no, she, <laughs> Caroline's never said that. But um, she's just the most uh, involved MLS fan that I uh, am aware of. 
um, yeah, I guess it's like, uh, especially within our Discord and our community there, there are not, yeah, not a huge I mean. amount there... of conversations going on about the MLS, but... Um, this is the sample. This is right? the sample like, size. It is so small. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she covers it well. She actually makes me want to watch it. Yeah, well, uh, yet we still have not watched any MLS. I think it's on Apple TV now, right? Is it? Well, I mean, I've tried to watch it, but every time I click on it, it just says litigation. <laughs> so I can't. <laughs> just caught up. Yeah, that's right. I guess yeah. they can't show the feed because that would be uh, used against people, people mm. later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, what did you think, uh, like, with, obviously... Benjakur going off. What did you think of Geo's performance? I thought Geo was great. Mm-hmm. I thought the uh, I'll, maybe I'll just bundle Hill into that as well because I thought that yeah. they were both great in similar ways and like yeah the Geo it's it's this weird thing. I feel like I'm back on the roller coaster of like Geo could be really good for us. Actually, he won't be able to offer us anything. He's injured. Oh, maybe he's pretty good. Uh, da, da, da. And now I'm back up going well. If uh, if he can keep playing like this, then like I have a bit of renewed faith in in how mm. we're able to sort of cope creatively without Madison. But I thought mm -hmm. like I'm just impressed that you know you've you've got someone who's had a few injuries, hasn't really played that much, and this is a, like a pretty high pressure situation to step to step into. I know he did just play against Brazil in Brazil for Argentina, mm. so maybe slightly higher pressure there, but. I thought it was really good. Like I didn't think he looked out of out of sorts, and I thought the same for Hill. I thought that I was just really impressed compared to say, you know, if you go back to the Fulham Cup game where we had like you know the B team, quote unquote, in, mm. and it looked really kind of disjointed. Like now, I think it just looked way more cohesive, and and I was really I was impressed for the most part creatively with with both of them. Mm. I mean, I'm an OG Geo stan, so I feel like I'm uh so biased but yeah i was so impressed i was like yeah here we go here we go prove the haters wrong brother yeah. <laughs> prove the haters wrong um and then he's gonna go <laughs> play for argentina get injured and you know um but i think like he is a good player like out of the um the uh, two like obviously end on ballet total bust but, like, Geo, when he came in and Jose was using him, like, he was carrying that team. Yeah. Um, and it maybe didn't suit, oh, well, you could argue for and against that it didn't suit that system because he's constantly, like, go, go, go. Definitely suits Andrew's system. Um, but, yeah, I, I just want to, I mean, I say this and the next game he's going to get injured. Oh yeah, like that's definitely on the cards or the next mm. international break, which I feel like is maybe hopefully in January or something now. Like, please, please, can there not be another one before Christmas? Um, mm. I, I don't think there is because we've just got too many games in December for them to squeeze that in. But how did mm. you feel them with with Geo scoring? Uh, because that for me, like, it felt like a it was a moment of like, yeah, if you are supportive of Geo and you you do think that he can offer something. It was mm. really like a full on like hell yeah moment, mm -hmm. faith, and I think for him to score like so early in the game as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. I felt uh, like dual happiness, double happiness, where I got the like yeah we scored, and then also like hell yeah it was Geo. I was right. <laughs> yeah. I was right the whole time. Um, Do you know what his celebration so he... meant? The 
I think he just did like one hand up and pointed to it. I, I didn't know what it meant. I don't actually, um, but I'm going to say it meant um, uh, high five. five. <laughs> Anyone, hey, come here, give me a high five. <laughs> high five. And no one gave him one. Everyone's just like, oh. <laughs> I mean, Jay, if you want one, you just go in. Like you don't have to, mm. you have to stand there and ask. But okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go on. Give it to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it meant, but I don't care because I was so excited when he scored. Um, and, like, it, my my bias towards him doing well is, uh, at the same time, an acknowledgement of the, of his, you know, faults while he's been at Spurs. Like, I, I don't – I just want him to do well. I'm not going to excuse him for when he does things that aren't so good. Um, but, yeah. Fully on that train, fully on that train. And also, uh, I love, which plays in my head all the time, is when <laughs> Jose says, um, you know, he's like in the documentary, he's talking about the injury, and um, Gia says something like, I will play for you. Um, I play boss or something. And it's like a really weird boyish voice. Yeah. And that to me was so haunting that I was like, well... I'm a, I'm a big fan now. <laughs> I love that. So when he was doing his celebration, he's like, come on, boys, give me the high five. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's, he's like, you know, Brock Lesnar has a voice that you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Geo is similar. Yeah. Can you do a Brock? Do you do a good Brock impersonation? Um, no, his, his voice is so weird that it's hard to, it's kind of like, well, <laughs> I, I can't do it. <laughs> No, I think that's a, a, a mm. that's pretty close. Because you do expect, like, for someone like Brock, this huge gruff voice to come mm. through and this beaming power. And then when you hear him speak, you're like, oh, that's why you don't speak that often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why he had Paul Heyman do it for years. Because Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, that makes sense now. So maybe Geo mm-hmm. needs Paul Heyman to come out and just be his hype man just on the sidelines. Not the worst idea. Not the worst idea. Like, Not we could introduce hype. Why can't idea. we introduce... Hype men, like, why do they only have to be players celebrating on the pitch? Mm-hmm. Like, we have managers, like the agents. Yeah, the agents. Like, there's a special agent's pen, maybe, where, or, like, they've got the lines drawn out and they're a little bit further down the touchline. Mm. And all the mm. agents are allowed to stand in there and just hype up their players. Yeah. It sounds like what you're describing is we take um, sort of like a four-metre-squared portion of hell and put it <laughs> on the sideline of Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And we're like, yeah, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Hey, it's a vibe in the stadium now. We're trying out new ideas. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to bring the worst people in the world and we're going to pen them in. Yeah. <laughs> let's see what happens. It's like becoming a new, like, hey, we want to be a progressive workplace. We want to be like, you know, one of the best places to work in the UK. Mm-hmm. So our new rule is that every single person in the company gets one idea a year that we have to execute. Mm-hmm. And then someone in like the concession stands like, well, what about this? You can put all the agents in a little pen on the side and they can shout out like Paul Heyman. I love Paul Heyman. And it's like, well, all right, we've got to do it. We've got to make it happen. I am booking my flights right now to get a job at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, if that's the case. And I will suggest that and be like, you said, you said everyone gets an idea. (laughs) So you've got to be here for five years first for that to come into in fact, we do have some standards around it. I have been here for five years. You've just ignored me. 
Don't make me sue you. (laughs) I know what goes on in the MLS. (laughs) Yeah. Look, it it could happen. Um, Mm. It could happen. It's it's fine. I prefer this than VAR. Anyway, uh, Mm. I I just find myself slipping back into VAR uh, all the time. Uh, I think other talking points for the game. Oh, I was keen to ask you, how did you feel about uh, your man after midnight? My man after midnight? Isn't that the Yabba song? What? Decky, isn't that? Oh, as in, how did I feel about Decky's performance? Yeah, is that your man? Isn't that the song, Man After Midnight? Gimme, gimme, gimme a man after. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I yeah, remember this yeah, from a yeah. quite a while ago where you said, mm. My man after midnight. And I said, What's that? And you're like, It's Abba's song, Decky, gimme. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah, my bad. Mm. So what um, you've done is a clever reference. And what I've done is miss it okay. completely. And because uh, I was like, to be uh, frank with our uh, listeners, I have been so totally consumed by CM Punk returning to the WWE that when you said Man After Midnight, I was like, CM Punk? Yeah. Um, my brain is broken. Uh, but I would like to say, actually, that uh, I made some wrestling tweets and John Cena follows me on Twitter now. But anyway. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, that's a, that's that way. Real John Cena? Real John Cena. Verified real John Cena? Verified John Cena follows me on Twitter. Wow. For a second there, mm-hmm. I was thinking in my head, I was like, oh, poor Barney. It's just someone who's paid for the blue tick. Who's, <laughs> who's John Cena. You're like, John Cena follows me. Follows me on Twitter. He's got like no followers. It's weird. <laughs> it's so weird. He must have deleted them all and then just started following me. Yeah. He, he posts like heaps of links to these like what seems like really cool products. <laughs> I bought them all, and I still haven't I heard back all. from him. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't heard anything back. But John will deliver. <laughs> no, legit. That's John Cena. What do you know? What triggered that? Like what tweet? Um, yes, I made a tweet about CM Punk. Uh, and I also I made a new Twitter account. I'm not going to say the name. Um, and uh, made a tweet about CM Punk, and like literally six people follow me, and one of them is John Cena. I feel like people stumble across that. They'd be like, they'd think you're part of his entourage or something. They'd be like, who is this mm-hmm. person? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that's a very powerful move that you've, if you've just got like six followers and one big John Cena, that's amazing. Yeah, it's insane. And the other two are huge aggregator. Um, so it's worked. It's worked what I'm doing on there. Well, look, tie, tie uh, the world's in, Barney. Like, get him. Finally, I guess if he follows you, you've probably got access to his DMs. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a Spurs supporter, apparently. Yeah, so let's get him back to the stadium. Yeah, get him on the pod. Get him on the pod. Get Cena on the pod. Yeah, and then the whole time we would just be talking about CM Punk the whole, the whole <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> to, the, to the point where he'd be like, I don't want to talk about that anymore. And I'd be like, come on, man. Yeah, I'd love to talk about Tottenham. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, nah, it's not really about that. Um, anyway, my man after midnight, um, what did I think of his performance? To be honest with you, I can't. Oh, I would say finish your chances, you dog. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing how I thought that he had a pretty good game, that was very much on the other side of the seesaw for what I was expecting. (laughs) I thought he was good, but uh, that's what uh, my takeaway was still like, dude, come on. 
No, I like it. The finisher chant is you dog. <laughs> yeah. Episode name. Episode name. I'm just saying episode name. <laughs> um, yeah, further. That would have been a pretty nice goal if he tucked away that one that hit the post. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been pretty pretty solid. Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think that could probably apply to the whole team. Mm. The mm. finish <laughs> your chances, you dogs. Yeah. Um, because we f- we do finish those, and we clearly run away with the game. Mm. Um, uh, I'm not in the camp, and I don't think you are either. But like, I'm not in the camp of like, oh no, this is such a bad thing. Oh, finishing chance. Oh no, end of the world. Oh, no. But it was just very much an example of like, wow, if we're going to be creating this many chances, usually we're going to score like at least mm. a couple of goals from this. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the, I do get the frustration there that if we did, if we did just put away one or two of these early ones, it felt like mm. the game would have been done. And I don't mm-hmm. think Villa would have come back from it, even though they were always going to be a threat from set pieces because of our micro defense of just pure fullbacks everywhere. Um, I still think it, they really, if we were like two, three nil up in the first 20, 30 minutes, I think the game's, mm. the game's done. They don't come back from that. They maybe score one or two, but they're not going to, they're not going to win. No, no, I agree. Um, but uh, we've got to give it up for our micro defense. My boys, <laughs> my short Kings, the short all kings. together. <laughs> And it's like, uh, we'd, we'd look at this and then, um, doggy would be like, uh, I'm actually like six foot one or whatever. So it's like, no, 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 no. For the narrative, you're short. Everyone's yeah, short. Yeah. You're all tiny. Yeah. There's no like mm-hmm. six foot four monoliths in there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I, I thought um, the short kicks actually were like, they did all right. They did much better than I thought they yeah. would. Like before I was like, mm. I'm, I'm so sure that we are going to concede from a header or something like that, but that's mm-hmm. fine. Like, I don't think you can. Chuck a whole bunch of short kings in there, and then expect that we're going to be able to compete in the air. It just felt like no. we're going to have to outscore Villa this game, and for yeah. where we are with the you know Romero van der Ven, um, and then Bentancur, who's also quite tall off at that stage. It's like, mm. yeah, like we 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 should be okay. But I thought they did all right overall. Mm. Mm. I thought they did pretty good, and I think we're spoiled in terms of what you were saying before with the chance creation like we're so spoiled by the fact that we've had son and kane who are both elite finishers yeah. and now we've got son and if he's taken out of the game like we're still expecting that level of accuracy or that return and it's like well it's probably not going to happen every game um but also finish your chances you dogs <laughs> um <laughs> Did you, I read that uh, Bendinger has torn ankle ligaments. Like, Yeah. I think it came out today uh, saying that he, the, yeah, he, t- he tore ligaments. It's it's really funny. So after the game, there were uh, a few clips of him walking down the tunnel and he was limping like really bad. And so Spurs mm. fans are looking at that going, oh my God, this is horrendous. This is so bad. We fear the mm. worst here. And then you have two conflicting reports coming out. One going like, he's just bruised. It's doesn't He doesn't even hurt. He's fine. Uh, and then one saying, oh, it could be kind of serious, but we need to wait to scan. Mm. The He's bruised, he's fine. Rival fans jumped on that and then started like posting online of like, oh, look how soft he is. Oh, he's fine. And then all this outrage about Medicash <laughs> didn't even hurt him. And then it comes oh. out today and from like trusted sources that now where they're saying like, no, no, li- ankle ligaments done and it'll be at least two and a half months or so until mm. he can even think about returning. Um 
And so it's just, a, it's just another devastating blow. I feel so bad for Bentenker because as well in the first, uh, I forget what minute he got injured in this game, but it was like 25, 30, something like that. Um, mm. In the, the, the first part of this game, like he was, he didn't look like stressed out or pressured at all. And he was just absolutely dinking the ball around um, yeah. like, like he was just peak Perlo. Um, mm. So I was like, oh my God, Bentica, like, I'm, I'm so happy for you to come back and just like, you really help controlling the game here. And then for him to go down and be out for two months, I'm just like, so devastated for him. Oh yeah. I think if we're scrambling for positives, which I mean scrambling, like there's nothing that could possibly outweigh a, the fact he's just come back and now this has happened because of, um, a dirty, disgusting, filthy grub man, Matty Cash. The only positive uh, has been the memes that zoom in on Romero's face after it happens. Oh, uh, yeah, where he's standing up oh. and he's got his jacket and his jeans on and he like, looks uh-huh. like a disgruntled nightclub bouncer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which to me goes, like I go, um, okay, if he hadn't been sent off, and he was playing, he would have been sent off in this game. But also, like, we need to be like, for the next game, we need to have some plan in place because he's not going to forget. Yeah. Well, so I love, so wait, is your silver lining from this the fact that the positive is that if Romero was playing, he would have got suspended for like 10 games. So it was good that he was actually sent off. No, the silver lining is how funny the memes are. Oh, okay, great. Sorry, sorry. Uh. <laughs> I thought it was like, I'm like, we're really stretching now if we're like, you know, uh, Romero could have killed Matty Cash. So mm. that's the positive we'll take from this. Yeah. A man lived. A man lived. Um, um, but yeah, it felt like we, we didn't have, Romero's definitely one of the, you know, kind of like enforcers. Mm. Uh, in Did the, you see that? <laughs> I saw a thumbs up just came up on your screen. Oh God, it's happened again. And okay. Now another uh... one. Is that for, are you doing, is that you're doing? I think if I do this. I'm trying to do thumbs up now. (laughs) Sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. You got the special effect going. uh, I've got the special effects. I'm just connected to uh, this uh, system. For anyone listening to the audio here, we should just explain that Barty just gave you a thumbs up and then this little emoji bubble floated through the air with a thumb. So, Mm. uh, yeah, we'll work out. It was magic. I'm Sabrina, the teenage witch. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we what do we have a little say? cat. I do have a little... Well, he's not little, is he? He's big. No, he's big. What's the cat in that yeah. show? Salem, I think. I Salem. Think I love Salem. Salem, favourite character of all time. Well, not not really, but up there. Did he up have a, like a posh English accent or something as well? No, he had like a... Oh, really? Hi. Like he was like a kind of... He was a smarmy American. Okay. Great. Yeah. 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 Great. Bring back Salem. Bring back. Reboot yeah. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but with original Salem. Yeah. Fuck the Netflix version. <laughs> Bring back the original with the animatronic Salem. Yeah. I would love it if they did that. They're like, all right, we're bringing back this show, but we're not going to reboot it like with new new people playing the characters. We're just using the exact same old cast. Sadly, mm. the cat's not here anymore. So now we've just mm. got it, it. We've stuffed it and we've got the animatronic version. Well, he was animatronic. Like there was shots of him running as a real cat, but oh, most of, of the time, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Hang on, I feel like my brain's going a bit foggy. But like he was literally like his mouth would be moving and talking. Well, is that right? 
Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you think that was a real cat? From my memory, right I was just like, was that a real cat on the show? <laughs> and like the talking was, I didn't, I didn't connect like how that actually would have eventuated. God, it'd be hard for them to reboot it. They're going to find another talking cat. Oh, jeez. <laughs> who, okay, Dan, uh, who that plays for Tottenham Hotspur or is associated with the club currently employed is Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, I was going to say, like, who do you think is animatronic? <laughs> that is my next question. Um, so, who is most likely to be Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Mm. Um, I feel like without defaulting all the time to skip mm. on things, we just sort of think like, <laughs> Oliver Skip is just any character that falls into something. Mm. Um, mm. Just because mm. he just looks like both at the same time an innocent child and an innocent old man. Mm, mm. Um, but Oliver Skip, I could see, but maybe I maybe I'm just filtered there by you giving him the Harry Potter references last week. So yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I'm gonna go with um, uh, Valise, <laughs> Valise, the guy we know very mm. little about, and uh, yeah. but but it makes sense. That's why we know so little about him. Exactly. He's got a double life. Suspiciously, we don't know much yeah. about him. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you do? You, do you still um, subscribe to the Athletic? Uh no, uh, I don't think so. No, mm. I'll like occasionally see their like headline to their articles, and then if someone posts like a longer like snippet somewhere, but I mm. I think I stopped subscribing properly like a while ago. Mm. So I wasn't, and then I got an offer that was like a dollar for the entire year. Mm. And I was like, sure. Um, and obviously, you know, that's their model where it's like, we just want to get as many people subscribed as possible. It's not really, you know, whatever the point of it is. They had an article the other day that was like, is the um, Ange honeymoon over and what now for Tottenham? And I was like... There was no, we were meant to be bad at the start of the season, right? It's the equivalent of like going on a holiday with a friend and being like, we're married, honeymoon. And then they do one thing and you're like, honeymoon over. Like, (laughs) marriage on the rocks now. Oh, no. Yeah. And I just, uh, we've been very uh, ranty this pod. And I want to take a moment to just rant at how poor the quality is. The athletic is. It is so crap. I just, uh, I can't. I, I mean, I feel good that I only paid a dollar for it, but like, <laughs> it's embarrassing how this premium sports thing is meant to be something other than it is. And it is just like, basically, like you and I could run a website where we're like, okay, so, um, this week we need to write like three articles about Spurs, so we won't look at anything. We'll just um, just what do you feel like? Just make shit up. Yeah, kind of like this podcast, but we're charging like <laughs> millions of people to, or thousands of people to be subscribed to it. Oh, definitely. I I feel like it's also it's almost like other media institutions. Uh, we're doing that too. Like I think Amazon Prime Video Sport or whatever that's called. They mm. put out a tweet which had like Ange with like his his head in his hands, and it was like <laughs> three, and it was like it's some graphic they made, and it's like mm. three losses on the row, it's uh, three losses in a row. What on earth is going on at Tottenham? And oh. you're like, 
Uh, like with even the smallest shred of analysis, you can go, we're mm. missing, I think now nine players from a squad mm. of 25, including mm. like a substantial amount of first team. Like maybe that's one little hint mm. of what could be going on. Like, mm. like maybe we start with that. Maybe that could be something. Mm. But I think it's like, like place like that, the athletic, like all that, like they're just so driven by these, like, you know, trying to get us to click on what we think mm. is a stupid opinion. And then it's like, I guess we fall for it by clicking in and going like, ah, I'm going to read and see how, how wrong this thing is. But then yeah. like, as the numbers showing up in the metrics in their back end, they're like, well, it's someone who looked and read through the whole article. So that's a win for the sponsors. Mm. That's like a, it's a win-win. Like you can't lose if you're putting up whatever. Either people are going to be like, they're right. Or be like, this is the worst thing I've ever read. I can't, I need to keep on reading because I hate it. But yeah, if the metric is like, well, they stayed on the website for X amount of time and they were exposed to X amount of ads, um, then it's like, well, that's a win. Yeah. Uh, if that's yeah. what it feels like with it's, uh, with headlines such as that, because mm. I feel like the, the feeling for most Spurs fans that I've interacted with is still like really positive. And yeah. being like, oh my gosh, just the the type of football we're trying to play at least is just incredible. And mm. where, um, you know, we can see there are definitely some frustrations in certain games, of course, but you know, we can see the direction we're heading in is just so much better than where we've been. Uh, mm -hmm. and it, it just feels like, yeah, there are these, still these attempts to like rile up the fan base. It's like, oh, you're all happy. All right. Well, how can we, uh, how can we make you unhappy now? Or how can we mm. try and try and get an angry reaction from you? Whereas in the past mm. it was like, you're all disgruntled. Let's fuel that fire. And like, we know that you're unhappy with things about Spurs. So we're going to write some articles that make you even more happy and fuel into that rage. Oh yeah, here we go. Mm. But now it's the yeah. other way around. It's like, you're all happy, but now we need, still need to rope you in somehow. And we can't mm. write articles just about like how happy everyone is. Yeah. Yeah. That's boring. We need something. We need the juice. Yeah. Um, which reminds me, you know, obviously we're 45 ish minutes in here which means that, you know, the people that are still listening are the, the true fans, the true uh, stakeholders in a bit Spursy. But I saw the other day um, that you're on another podcast again. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. That were you? I was on. Yeah, nice. uh, How was it? It was great. It was on Holly's Hot Spurs. It was really lovely. Uh-huh. Uh, that was lovely. Holly's, Holly's Hot Spurs? Holly's Hot Spurs, yeah. Is that, is that, is the host or the person called Holly? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, they treat you well? Treat me very well. Yeah, did they? Treat me well. Uh, I had to get up very early for, it was, um, it was like a, like a 6am start time. Was it? For that. It was interesting. Though. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was good. No, it was good. Oh, I, I had a great time. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, 6am, what, what day was it? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. I was up then. You were up then? I was just, I was just staring at a wall. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, look, if you weren't just making CM Punk tweets, <laughs> you probably would have got invited on as well. Instead of pushing your John Cena account. So I couldn't, I honestly, I couldn't on Tuesday, if I was on that pot, I'm not saying that I should have been at, at all, but if I was, I would have been like, so you CM Punk guys. Um, <laughs> I feel it's like I, I just get uh, reached out to on things because I think if people go to my page, it's like, 
it's very in line with this, the, the, the podcast branding. And, mm, um, mm. I guess it's like, am I just branding mine? I can't just like, you know, uh, What's drop my that. page? What? What's on my page? Your page. It's like, <laughs> it's a, a, you in like, I think it's a photo of you with sunglasses on and someone's head coming out of your ears. And then <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> so I feel like people would go, oh, let's get the Abit Spursy guys on the pod. And then they go like, all right, let's just check out their pages. <laughs> and they'd see, I think your page card of mine, they'd be like, oh, does Barty, okay, maybe he's not even, my mate, he yeah. probably wouldn't be keen because he's not mm. like, not presenting like the someone who's got that sort of, mm. that branding. Yeah. I'm sure if you, if you switched it over, I think you would mm. be asked probably instead of me in a bunch of these instances. Oh, I don't think so. I mean, I feel like you, you're the, so, like, you're the solid, great opinions, informed, I feel like my my brand is not that. My brand is <laughs> a photoshopped image of Kendall Roy with my face over the top and then Hanny's head on the headphone. Yeah. I feel like you've kind of done like the Amazon Prime sport thing of like, why the hell did they not ask me? And I'm like, the very first thing they're going to look at is the profile. <laughs> and I'm sure that's it. I'm sure that's literally all it is. Yeah. Anyway, great. I'm so pleased for you. Um, <laughs> did we have any questions this week? Um, I don't think we did, but we can quickly bring that up to see if anyone's yeah. still thrown to the Discord. I feel like there's, you know, just given the fact that it was kind of the the international break and we were mm. wading through that, like the, the fun questions dry up a little bit when we're not playing that well. Mm. Um, or when we're not winning, I should say, rather than that. Mm. Whereas when we're winning, we just get like, all right, if a donkey walked into the stadium <laughs> and then it's like, great. Oh, awesome. Off to the races here. But, mm. uh, I don't think we, I don't think we have any questions. I'll just, I'll just quickly check in the channel, see if anything slides in for that. If anyone does have questions that they want us to, to talk about, uh, and, you know, usually statistical based ones are not the best to ask us if like, we're being very, mm. Mm. very mm. kind of honest with that. But uh, join up the, the Discord. The links are all over our socials and everything. And uh, mm. yeah, pop some questions in there because we love, we love chatting about it and hearing, I guess, the warped minds of our listeners as well, and not just getting a, caught in our own echo chambers. It's a gorgeous space, I would say. It's my favorite space on the internet. And I say that not trying to make you join. I say that fully legitimately, like it actually is a really nice community of people. Um, I don't know whether that's by design or happenstance, but it is actually really nice. Yeah, no, no, it's it's lovely. It's a nice nice little way to just, just tuck in and, and chat about the game and uh, match day and everything. No, no questions this week though. But um, mm. But please, yeah, drop some questions in. We'll chat about them next week. Yeah. After the... Ask me some questions about Sam Punk. How did I figure out that he was coming back? I can tell you. It took hours of research. Um, I put a bet on it. I won quite a, a lot of money. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, to be fair, you can ask any question you want, really. Like, they don't even have to be football related if that's, <laughs> if that's how you're inclined. There's no filtering process there. We'll just... Uh... No. We'll just go through whatever's there. So, yeah, ask mm. us something about CM Punk and then Barney will have yeah. the, the best 15 minutes of his life next week. Yeah, yeah. 15, 20, 30 <laughs> minutes. Before we cut the mic off. Yeah. And then a deep yeah. Cut much like, 
what happened to CM Punk with the pipe bomb? There we go. So, happy for that to happen. There we go. Um, I guess, look, looking forward. Uh, we've got City um, mm-hmm. Sunday night, our time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a 3 a.m. kickoff, which it's going to be rough to get up and see Haaland score 15 goals at 3 a.m. Yep. in the morning. Yeah. So, I think I'll probably watch that on delay. Mm. What about you, Barney? Well, I mean, I always say, yeah, delay, and then I, I'm like, I'm up. Yeah, it's it always does happen. Um, but I, I turn thirty like the day after, mm. and I want to come into that feeling good. So I feel like I might watch it on delay. Yeah. So then you will ruin your birthday the day after. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Preemptively, it sounds quite negative. Like I, I honestly think that. We're going to lose this game. Yeah. But also, we seem to just, like, get results against City. So there mm. is a chance that somehow with our cobbled together bunch of heroes, mm. um, we might... Like, Ben Tako being out, that's a, that's a big thing. But mm. uh, Basuma's back, and I, I guess he hasn't been playing that well <laughs> recently. Uh, we could still somehow squeeze something out of it. Like, I'm still inspired by the fact that we are going to at least go at them and attack. Uh, mm. And I, I'm like, it'll be exciting to watch, but I mean, Harland could absolutely destroy our short Kings. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if we just play a violently high line, almost like we did against Chelsea with the moment, just on halfway, just to mm. try and mitigate getting the ball, like being crossed into the box or anything like that. Uh, but then again, I say City do have the players, unlike Chelsea, to be able to just ping through and break that. Mm. I think we're, I think we're uh, in trouble. Things can be quite <laughs> ugly, but uh, oh well. It could, uh, it could very well be. But yeah, I think, um, I think that does us for this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, my door just, I've got to open my door because <laughs> someone just knocked. So, but yeah, I would say yeah. That sounds like such a poorly written um, TV show or something. Just the dialogue, like, I've got to open the door because someone knocked. I'll do it right now. Watch this. There was someone knocked, right? I'm hoping that this is some food delivery or some sort of package. No. no. Not at all. All right. There Not we go. at all. <laughs> Lovely climax to finish the show for this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a reveal. Beautiful reveal. Uh, look, as always, I've been Dan. I've been Barney. And come on, you Spurs. You've been listening to A Bit Spursy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us at hello at abitspursy.com and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms.